Hi, everybody. Brian Davis here for Longhorn Confidential on Thursday. I'm here with the fellas, Kirk Sett and Danny. And we're going to talk Texas and Kansas. Uh, there is no quarterback decision as of yet. Uh, Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian announced today that he will make a decision on Friday as to whether Casey Thompson or Hudson Card starts against the 1-8 and eight Jayhawks. But I don't care about any of that. And we'll get to Bijan and Roshan and all that other stuff. We'll get to all that here in a minute. We're here to talk about Bo Davis. And what happened on the bus after the Iowa State game in a 48-second uh, uh, leaked – was it leaked? Was it leaked on purpose? Was it leaked meant to hurt Bo? I don't, we don't know. But in a video that's all over the internet, uh, this is a family publication. We're not allowed to really discuss what was said on that video. And I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. Quoting. It's just – but let's just put it this way. And I'll just open it floor to anybody who wants it. Guys, anyone who's played sports has heard those words. And quite frankly, I was, I was refreshed to hear that Bo Davis said what needed to be said. I am so beep, 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 and happy that Bo Davis would beep, 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 that I loved it. I play sports. Yep. And I understand that language in a, on a bus or in a locker room. Sports is not for the timid, and it's not for the weak. And whomever released that video should not be on the Longhorn team because you're not bought in. You're more concerned with optics than you are with winning. I applaud Bo Davis. Do I, do, do, do I buy into the language and all of that? I don't use that language in my everyday life, but I've heard those words, and I've used them, and I watched Richard Pryor growing up. So it's not foreign to me. I thought, okay, the one thing I asked Sark today, don't you wish it was a player that done, had done that? And when they get to that point, I think Texas will be winning games. Bo Davis for president. <laughs> you know, we can't talk to the assistants, but we sure can listen to them. That's right. I want to talk to Bo now. I think, I think it really, I think it was a breath of fresh air. Maybe foul words, but fresh air, because I think this team, this fan base that is just as livid and angry, want to see some of it from the Texas players and coaching staff. And finally, we got to see a little bit of it. And we all knew it was there. You know, there hadn't been a coaching staff alive that hadn't used, you know, dirty words and language to motivate. And, uh, and you know, people, people have overreacted, but as Sark just told us, it's been more positive than negative response. And so that's a good thing. So I can't wait uh, to see next week's video before the uh, West Virginia game. I think this should be a weekly thing. Danny? Overreact is a perfect word for this whole story. Um, it's I Texas. I think, Texas. I think the people who are clutching their pearls over the language were out of control. Kirk caught astray because he got at-replied at in someone's uh, – Tweet about it and ended up getting like a thousand mentions for people telling that guy to, you know, be quiet and, you know, go back to covering fencing or something like that. Um, I also kind of think this um, making Bo Davis into a folk hero is kind of ridiculous too. I mean, three days ago, he was the coach of probably the most underachieving unit on the team. So, I don't, you know, just because he scored <laughs> a couple times doesn't, I don't think he's qualified to. It'd be the leader of this this change. I, I think, like Cedric said and, and asked, I think it would have been better if a um, if a player had 
had had stood up and said something. And, you know, to, to be honest, I kind of hope that Bo Davis is keeping that same energy when he's talking to his assistant coaches, other assistant coaches, because uh, they've had some issues and they've you know had some headlines these past couple past couple of weeks, too. So I hope that energy is being saved throughout the team. But I, I didn't really care about what was said. It just probably needed to be said. Hopefully the players uh, that resonated and hopefully they took that guy who released that video behind the behind the bubble and, you know, kind of gave him a talking to to this week. Yeah, we want to see the video of the internal discipline. I, w- I just want to put it out there for our listeners and our viewers. Danny Davis and I were at a high school game years ago where where the language was way worse. And we heard it not for a 10-minute bus ride, but for a, for a three-hour high school football game at the Palmer Palace. And we, Duck and I, were at a game, a Texas game, a non-conference game, where, where a longtime Texas great who went into coaching was dropping F-bombs in a booth adjacent to us. So it's not form. It's football. It's sports. It's passion. I love it. Uh, my mom doesn't like that language, but my mom isn't on, isn't on the Longhorn Confidential talking to a few thousand people. Anyone who's played sports, especially football, understands what that was all about. Bo Davis trying to motivate. He's trying to get their attention. Uh, this is a tough time for these guys, and they need to get kicked in the butt because they got to get going if they want to make a bowl game, BD. Well, I just I just want to say one thing that, that does need to be said in all this is that we got to remember, too, that, that athletes today are, are very different, okay? We're talking about today's 18, 19, 20-year-old. The first thing they do when they get to the locker room is pull out their phone and start scrolling through social media. Hey, what did people say about me during the game, right? And we know this is fact because we know with football, Shaka hammered that home. That's all It's all basketball players do. They want to go see what people have said about them. Mm-hmm. And so you got to understand, that's the mindset of today's um, 18, 19, 20-year-old. Now, would we all love it if they walked uphill in the snow both ways to school and ran through a brick wall? Yeah, we'd love that. But but it's it's kind of relishing a bygone era on some level. And so um, I go back to the Augie rant, the famous Augie rant that's on YouTube, all over YouTube. You know, this is their lives that we're talking about. And what did he say? He said, in 10 minutes, you guys will be laughing, doing whatever. You know, that that's that's how these guys think. And so, but you somehow got to find a way You've got to find a way to channel Bo Davis's energy into at least 22 starters um, that just will not tolerate losing in any way, shape, or form. I just hope at halftime that that Steve turns to Bo. Bo, you got any words? I mean, that's when they need it more at halftime or on the sideline instead of on the bus after a 30 to 7 loss. So you, you got to keep that intensity up the whole game. And that's, that's what this team is lacking. And I think they're playing, if not scared, they're playing tentative. They're not sure of themselves. Some don't believe in the coaching staff, but it's intensity. I think is the one word I think Bo Davis brought the fans want, we've been looking for it and let's see if they could keep some intensity against the powerful Kansas Jayhawks on Saturday. My, my question, and you guys can kind of, we can kind of bounce this off each other is well, we've heard a lot about buy-in um, and, you know, to be honest, and people can go look at this on YouTube. I thought Steve 
handled the questions today about this Bo Davis rant about as good as he could. But does it concern any of y'all that there is at least one player in that locker room? And I'm assuming there he's probably not alone. I'm, I'm assuming that there's other friends or people he knows who kind of feel the same way, who maybe, you know, know better than to release a video and kind of, you know, breach that sanctity of the, of the locker room. But there's at least one person in that locker room has so little respect for their assistant coach. They taped him and then tried to make a fool out of him to the internet. And of course it backfired on him. And like we said, Bo, Bo Davis is a folk hero right now, but does it concern you that that buy-in may not be happening and that um, maybe this is a bigger, there, there's a bigger job that Steve Sarkeesian and his assistant coaches need to do than, than we thought. Here's here's what I would say, and I and I, this is why I asked this of Steve at the very end. Are you concerned about having this guy in your locker room? Here's the situation from for Steve's from Steve's standpoint. And this would be my guess, my opinion, my opinion only, Steve. Um, if he comes out and says, "Hey, Billy, videotape that thing, and we're we're cutting him," okay? Now Billy is an instant pariah on social media and in, and in the Texas ecosystem, Billy is, has to go and never heard from again. And it's going to, it's going to mess with his status at, at going to the next school. Now, granted, there's going to be a lot of people who say, I don't care about Billy at, at this point. Right. But I'm telling you, I think that's part of the thought process is that if, if this guy will get crucified, if I just out him, he would, he would. And you know, this guy's now the Antonio Brown you know, of college football. We all remember when he released that tape and, you know, they didn't cut Antonio Brown the next day. Uh, but I, I think you're right. He, he would be beyond crucified, you know, on, on Twitter, such, such a nice place uh, to go. You know, I, I remember, I don't can't remember who the baseball manager or major league manager said, you know, you got a 25 man roster and, you know, you might have uh, uh, eight guys that uh, love you. And you got eight guys that hate you. And, and then you got uh, another nine guys. Eh, they're not really decided yet. Well, you want the eight guys that love you to keep the eight guys that hate you away from those other nine. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, 85 scholarship players, 115 players. Yeah, they're going to be guys that don't buy in. You, you think they don't have disgruntled players at Alabama, at Ohio State? Sure you do. They all want to play. And they all think they're not all. A lot of them think they're getting a raw deal. The coach doesn't like me, whatever. So I don't know, to answer your question, Danny, it doesn't bother me because, you know, it doesn't surprise me, and especially in this climate that we're in. Put it on social media. Put it on. You know, who knows? You know, one guy does it, and maybe six other guys egging him on, said, yeah, you ought to put that, you ought to put that on there. And, you know, Bo snapped at me on practice Tuesday. And, yeah, yeah. You'll kind of out him. So who knows his motivation? You know, it could even be the other way. He said, yeah, fans don't think we have any passion. Here's some passion. So I think he's probably right. I think he probably was trying to get Bo in trouble. But uh, it, it doesn't surprise me at all because, you know, no team, uh, no organization has complete buy-in. It speaks to weakness. And he's got to get that weakness out of his locker room. If, he's got, if he wants to get this thing turned around. He wants to get them going where they're supposed to go. Um, like Daniel said, he's not the only one. He's yeah. got buddies. There's a faction in that locker room that's anti-Sark, anti-coaching staff, 
I don't know if it's a mainline player or a, or a bench warmer or, or someone who's just playing special teams or someone who's in the transfer portal. I don't know who it is, but Sark knows. And he said he's going to meet out discipline internally. And if I'm that player, I'm not really worried about the discipline coming from Coach Sarkeesian. I'm worried about what my teammates who are busting their butts to try to get this thing working, what are they going to say to me? Because they know who released it. And so what you might have here going into a Kansas game is a split locker room. And um, the last thing he needs right now is, is a further distraction. I like that Bo Davis said what he said, but the fact that it got released uh, was, is also very problematic, depending how, on how big this faction is that's against the coaches. So between um, the, issue, the issues with Jeff Banks' uh, wife and the monkey and now Josh Moore quitting the team, now you got Bo Davis' video being leaked. Fast forward, you've got no quarterback decision as of today. Uh, B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson are likely game-time decisions if they're not already ruled out, and we just don't know yet. Um, the atmospheric conditions are present for something bad to happen Saturday night, uh, will it against the no. one and eight, one and eight Jayhawks? No, they'll be Kansas. They'll be Kansas by three touchdowns and none of us will be impressed because we'll all be talking about what's going to happen when they go to West Virginia, uh, to see if they can get, get to a bowl game. Uh, Kansas is not going to come in Austin and win, but I'm not saying it's going to be easy uh, at first, but the Longhorns, they, if, if, if they lose this game, we're not going to be talking about Monkeys and Bo Davis. We're going to be talking about did they hire the right head coach. Yeah, we can forget Monkeys. That that will be the elephant in the room. We'll be talking a whole different animal. And and they're a 30-point favorite. Come on. Kansas is dead last in the Big 12 in offense and defense. And uh, they rank 128th against the run out of 130. I mean, they give up, what is it, 250 yards rushing the game. Quit looking at the stats. Who cares? <laughs> Stop yeah. it. It's ridiculous. It's they give ridiculous. up everything. They're Kansas. If they can't beat Kansas, they might as well just fold up the sport. Daniel? Yeah, I think I, I think Texas wins. I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves predictions. I think Texas covers, um, to be honest, because I think at some point it's about pride. And if this team can't go out there and, you know, kick the butts of a really bad Kansas team that like Texas is trying to reestablish its culture. This was not as much talent. Um, well, with the new coaching staff, you know, if they can't do that, you know, Bo Davis might as well just pack his bags when he gets back to the <laughs> locker room. Because obviously that message did not get through to that, to that locker room and in those, those players in it. So um, I, I think at some point, regardless who the quarterback is, regardless who's running back, regardless who's playing receiver, um, you know, these players have pride and, you know, they've been hearing for the past four weeks about um, not living up to that Texas standard and having to hear from, um, you know, disappointed alumni, one of which was on Kirk and Sud's podcast today, um, you know, and just kind of, it's time to be Texas Longhorns and time to live up to that standard. And, you know, it is just Kansas, but I think it happens this weekend. And then we can talk about West Virginia and Kansas State um, down the road and too much tougher tests. You know what, if, if they lose to Kansas, he's going to have to change those MFs to whippersnappers 
because they lose to Kansas. I won't have the respect enough to call them MMs. They're going to have to be something a lot softer because that will scream softness if they lose to the Kansas Jayhawks. Like I said before, it's okay for Shaka to lose to Kansas, but it wasn't okay for Charlie. We And we know what happened to Chuck after he lost to Kansas. Bo Davis's head will explode <laughs> if they lose to Kansas. Can we, can we just can we just put it out there that we finally have someone who will compete with me for banging on something around here? <laughs> you know, if it's not a table, it's the bus banging on the bus. Someone, 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 someone's taking away my title you. of banging banging something. It should affect Texas players and coaches more than you, though, BD. That's a good point. <laughs> that, that, that's a good point. Why don't you guys plug the podcast? Because I think this was an interesting, very good one this week. We did. We had a really good podcast this week. Roy Miller, who played on Mac Brown's two best teams, 2005 and 2008. Don't get it twisted. 08 would have kicked 09's butt all day. I mean, it was just better. He was the Fiesta Bowl defensive MVP in 08, and he's frustrated, and he's pissed off. And so are a bunch of other alumni. And he voiced that frustration on our On Second Thought podcast. Great conversation. And we also talked to Vic Schaefer about the UT women next week. We're likely getting Chris Beard, so stay tuned for that as well. Yeah, Roy was saying during his nine NFL seasons, you know, on Fridays, everybody kind of wear their school colors, and he just took so much grief. He said he just kind of, you know, hated hearing it. He just got bagged on constantly during those nine NFL seasons. So and because it was the it. it was the nine seasons, you know, after 09 was his rookie yeah, year. Exactly. Uh, after that, Texas kind of went into the toilet. And yeah, so Roy Weed, I mean Roy Miller for most of his NFL career bore the brunt of teammates and opponents calling the Longhorn soft. I mean it happened. Real, real quick, speaking of Vic Schaefer, Danny, uh, I got to go to I got to go to the Church of Schaefer yesterday. I wanted to run through a brick wall. Is this guy coaching the wrong sport on this campus or what? I can say is I, I feel like these press conferences, which always last about 45 minutes, actually <laughs> only featured three questions. You know, we can ask <laughs> one or two things and he'll be happy to have to keep talking and talking and talking. I, I commend uh you know, we went to the post-game press conference, me and Sed and uh, Joe and Rory and Kendall were up there and managing to remain attentive despite these, you know, 10-minute 10 10 minute answers from Vic. And, you know, we, you know, I'm not going to complain about a coach talking for, for, for too long, although sometimes I'm like, I need a, I need a three-sentence quote here, Vic. I, I don't, I, I, I have, I'm on deadline. I got to, I got to get this story out. But you know, Vic, um, there's a reason these coaches love these, these fans of this program Love him. Not to say there was anything wrong with Karen before him, but Victus has that Love energy, her. and Victus has you know just I guess a certain charisma that a lot of these fans and a lot of these players love, and it's been kind of fun these last uh, last two years, two years covering him. He got the Bo Davis passion without the vocabulary. It's true. That, that, that's that's <laughs> oh, you got true. you got uh, God bless Texas and hook them. I think that's how he ends the he ends his uh, pressers. Yeah. A little bit different than Bo. Well, we're going to end this Longhorn Confidential podcast with a yet another pub. Go to hook'em.com, read all the content that we've got lined up for you. Basketball, a big, big basketball weekend as well. Texas men are going to Gonzaga. Texas women will be taking on Stanford. In addition to the footballers, 
the local 11 will be on the field against the one and eight Kansas Jayhawks. Um, Texas wins, but Kansas covers. Anybody else have a problem with that? You guys said said big. Danny, I think you said big. Kirk, what do you say? They need to they need to cover this game. Texas needs to cover. Yes, I think they will. Okay. Well, we're going to cover it all again at hook'em.com and the Austin American Statesman. You can go to statesman.com and read all about it. For Kirk, Danny, and Sid, I'm Brian. We'll talk to you next time.